Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb after the final season or final game of the season for the Chiefs. What's up, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? You know what? I'm okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not upset about this game. I'm not, you know, it's 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 a game that, yeah, it was good to see what we had out there, but um, it's not. You know, it, it gives us a lot of insight on things. What's depressing to me is, I think I told you in the middle of the game what I had heard about uh, Baker when mm-hmm. he got his injury, and it came to be true. Yeah. So that hurts, but um, at least it wasn't a tear, which is a good thing right now. It's no, you know, major tears. It's a, I think from what I'm understanding, it's a clean break. So. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you, man. This game honestly was just basically a preseason game. Yeah, the Chiefs had. I mean, we didn't have the starters in. The players we had play did pretty well. I mean, Darwin Thompson ran all up and down the field. Yeah, he, he was had all two over touchdowns, the place. a running yeah. touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. That showed me that he should be here next year. I know as many people want him gone, but I think he really should be here. He was yeah. in the hole. The loft that offensive line didn't do bad. Uh, Henny didn't do too bad. I think what you said earlier, and I'll let you allude to about what you think about Henny on the show. But also just kind of looking at that game too, man. Man, uh, we have some good de- backup defensive players, man. But who? Just some of the stuff we saw was just very frustrating. But you know what? This was just a dress rehearsal, so everything that's is all. going to be fine. Everyone yeah, just needs to relax. That's fine. all it was. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know you got to look at it from a perspective of we had no preseason, you know, so it's our team finding out what we actually have. The one thing that I will say about Chad Henney is that. That gave Andy Reid all the all, all the information he needed and should have probably known already. But Matt Moore should have been in that game, in my opinion. Um, but he knows that he's not. Matt Moore came in, you know, he stepped in and he did something that was. How should I say this? When he stepped in, he played very well. I'll put oh, it that he way. did. You know, he, he did played very well. Great for a backup role. He really did, and, and that would have never happened if um, Chad he didn't uh, t- get a broken leg in the exactly uh, the, uh, gets a Steelers in the preseason. Well, he hasn't touched a football since when? I mean, like a live on a live game since like fourteen or something, right, Henny? Yeah, he's been yeah, out forever. So like that, yeah, this yeah. Is so first I mean, in a long time. yeah. I mean, you're talking six years of not really. It's almost seven years of not starting. So, um, or even being on the field for that matter. I, you know, Matt Moore, I think, is the better quarterback all the way around when it comes to backups in our system. Um, I did see some things out of Henny that you could tell he's really been studying Mahomes because some of his some of his moves and some of his throws and his footwork, he was it was Mahomesque. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. But it wasn't enough. I mean, it just to me, it wasn't enough. So um, there's a couple key mistakes. You know, the Hardman fumble. Which you know he seems to do that every once in a while. Um, I'm not gonna not gonna slam the guy, but you know there is some times that I don't think you know they should have Pringle. I think in my opinion in the back, you know returning punts in my opinion. Do but. you think Harmon should even be doing it because he hasn't really? Yes, he's gotten two punt returns. I think he, it's, it's okay. This on one this season, but other than that, man, I mean, I feel like whenever he's back there, he fumbled the ball actually earlier earlier against a steal against yeah. the. Patriots and they didn't even call it. So yeah. basically, this is kind of like a cancellation. But it's like, man, what if you do this in the playoffs? Like, you can do all, on me, on me, all you want. But honestly, that's just gonna hurt us even more, especially you get a possession. Yeah. I mean, look at the playoff pitcher. We're gonna be going against possible teams in the future that can make us pay if we're being honest. Yeah, and I gotta be honest. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say he's a detriment yet, because. Um, Everybody, everybody's game's different during the playoffs. It just is. Um, it's a whole new season for those guys. It's just a, you know, it's a season that's to the Super Bowl. This is what's taking you to the Super Bowl right now. So for me to sit and say that, you know, he shouldn't be doing anything during the playoffs. No, I mean, he's, as far as punt returns, I still think, you know, maybe Pringle should be back there. He's done a good job, you know, in my opinion, back there. When he's had the opportunity, I should say. But I don't know that, you know, Hardman, I think, will step up during the playoffs. You know, we've, right I now agree. we've got some guys that are injured. And oh, everybody yeah. asked, I had 50 questions today, DMs, 
Why, why are all our starters sitting? Because we don't need to play them. The exact reason why DeAndre Baker's hurt and and uh, Willie Gay's hurt, we don't want. Why would we take a chance of hurting the starters that we don't have injured in a game that's absolutely meaningless? The game meant nothing. So there was no point in having really any of our starters in there at this, at the, in my opinion. But um, it just is what it is. This was our preseason game. We got to see what we had. We know where our strengths and weaknesses are with our backups, which some of them, I got to be honest, I mean, I still think if Matt Moore would have been in that game, things would have been different. I, I, I just believe it would have been different. I don't. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, those injuries really hurt us. And like you said, man, that showed us why you don't put your starters in week 17. Prime example today Mike Evans for the Bucks yep. hurt his knee. He's I don't, done. don't know what it is. From oh, what I understand, he's out. Season? From what I understand, he's out for the season. Oh, wow. Well, then that's a prime example right there. You already The Buccaneers already had the last player soft Bancy locked in. They could win without him. Now, looking at this with the Chiefs, there is no reason for them to start their starters. No. DeAndre no. Baker, man. I wanted him to play on this defense because he was balling out there. He had a sack. Yeah. He was playing very, very well. Yeah. And you're looking at um Willie Gay. He was playing really well also, and he was just balling. Yeah. Then he hurt. He got his ankle what is it, a high ankle sprain or something yeah, like I that. Think so, yeah, he has two weeks to rest, which is fine. But we really need him for the playoffs. That's one player I know we're gonna need. Now, Damian Wilson came in there and played really well. I am happy what he did. But like having losses like that, dude, that can hurt us going yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. Now the Andre Baker one's not gonna be as bad because I do have faith in Breland and I have faith in our other DBs. And Fenton, man, he's coming out there. But dude, seriously, we need someone like Willie Gay to help us. But yeah, that's the reason why you oh yeah, yeah. man. And this that just as JP said, and he will probably preach it to the day he dies. You don't start your starters in meaningless games. Nope. You, you really do don't. You have nope. two weeks of practice. I've, and I know I, the Chiefs are gonna do everything they're still not supposed to do. Oh, they're yeah. not gonna take no time out. They want to run it back. There yeah. is no questions asked right there, right now. You know, in the th- th- over the 30 years that I've been around this team, I've seen multiple players injured, you know, going out when they didn't need to go out there and play. And it's it's just not a smart move. I'm sorry, it's well, not. What's, and it, the, mm-hmm. what's the point of it? I mean, there's no point. Well, what, well what's the since you've been since you've been on the team, man? What's the most uh, uh, I said, well, the most injury that's been impactful for a Chiefs team that like just messed them up? You know, I remember going back to the '90s. Uh-huh. No, I tell you what, what year was it that we went 13 and three? Was this the 2003 season? Might have been the No, 06. It was, might have been. No, it was whatever the 13 and 3 season was. I remember a running back getting injured in the last week of the game or the last week of the season. And it didn't, honestly, I don't know if it affected the entire game, but I think with his presence would have, would have helped tremendously. Um, we lost. In fact, it was. It was. Some, it was. I think it was Priest Holmes, and oh, then wow. we then we lost Kevin Blaylock, and then Larry Johnson came in after that. But it was kind of a a a, a, a downhill effect. He wasn't and, the Larry Johnson that we all know today. No, no, no. This was Larry Johnson back then. That was, you know. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it was, you know, when you, I, you know, and I, you know, I look at this thing. You know, everybody talked about. Rodgers today and you know the performance he had which I don't know exactly his numbers I really don't and at this point it doesn't really matter to me you know they're everybody's bringing up the MVP race and the one thing that I want to emphasize to everyone is and if anybody else outside of Cheese Kingdom listens to this show I fully believe that Rodgers is an MVP don't get me wrong he's had a phenomenal season but the one thing that people aren't taking away from any or that aren't really re- it's not registering with them is that everything that Mahomes did prior to this week was the reason or is the reason why he was able to sit and not play today why the starters were able to sit and not play today Rodgers had to play today he didn't have a choice yeah, so, they had to. I mean, they wanted to lock out that number one seed and they were able to. Exactly. So, in my opinion, when you've got a quarterback and a team that is able to lock up that number one seed and allow your starters to sit the way we did, 
and relax and not worry about anything, which they didn't. They didn't have to worry about nothing. In my opinion, that vote should swing a little more towards Mahomes' direction just for that reason. Mm. I mean, you could t- say stats and you can say this and stay or say that and you could talk. And I'm so tired of hearing that, uh, you know, if Rodgers had our weapons, Rodgers has great weapons. Don't don't let him fool you. He does. Yeah. You know, Devontae Adams is probably number two wide receiver in the league right now. And a stud, a stud, absolute stud. He's got a great tight end. He's got a great uh, running back. He, he's he got the weapons that he needs. Now, am I going to say he's got the Legion of Zoom? No, no one does. But that's not the point. Mahomes has done it without Sammy Watkins. He's done it without Tyreek Hill in a couple of games. The only person that's been consistent, not consistently uninjured, I should say, has been Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He's been the one consistent player on our team that has not been injured over the last three seasons. So it's pretty obvious who should be the MVP. I don't really care either way because Mahomes is going to do what he does regardless. And Rodgers had a great, there was a great clip today, and I want to throw this out there. Rodgers was talking about Mahomes and how phenomenal he is. And he said, I, you know, I love to watch the man play the game. He said, it's great to watch the next generation come up and play, but I've never seen anybody do what he does. And somebody compared Mahomes to a young Aaron Rodgers. And he goes, yeah, he said, I I actually agree with that. He said, in fact, I think he's better than me. Mm. He said, I think he's better than I was at that time. And he goes, he'll be great for a long, long time. And he's extremely humble. Um, and all he does is work. And that's the pinnacle of what your quarterback should be. And I love Rodgers for saying that. I mean, he's, in my opinion, a top-notch, classy quarterback. And Rodgers is. I mean, he's the guy that you look look towards and hopefully would mentor the younger guys, kind of like an Alex Smith did with Mahomes, to step up. Because Rodgers ain't going to play forever. I mean, he's 38 years old. He's not Oh, no. Play. He has like a year or two left. Yeah. I mean, he's Part playing at a high level. His last year. I think Unless so, they can protect him and he's not being injury. I mean, I could see him playing for three more years. Well, let me probably. tell you something. If Mahomes had that offensive line, I'll put it this way. If Mahomes had that offensive line that Green Bay has right now, we wouldn't have had a loss this season. And Mahomes would probably would have been probably almost sack free. Mm-hmm. So he I mean, I counted, in fact, that not this week, but last week when I watched the Green Bay game, I counted. He had seven seconds in the pocket. Seven. Wow. Seven that seconds. That is crazy. Seven seconds is like an eternity sometimes. Oh, Mahomes gets, if he gets one, two seconds, that's huge. And it's usually him rolling out of the pocket to get it. And I'm not going to sit here and slam our offensive line. It's been decimated all season long. And it's, it's been a problem because we've been injured and it's been shuffled around so much. But just take into consideration that if we had that offensive line or a healthy offensive line, how much more, how much more could have Mahomes done this year? That's the. Scary. I mean, he did a lot with that. So yeah, man. I mean, anything is possible. Honestly, yeah. he did a huge there. amount. His numbers were insane for the offensive line that he had. I'll just put it that way. So I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna complain about anything. There's nothing to complain about. I mean. Oh yeah, you're not you know, wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> in great this condition. Is, this was a preseason game. I mean, we could be a little disappointed, but I'm like, I don't care. Honestly, it's just to see yeah. the young guys, man. Yeah. But looking at the AFC playoff picture, and we'll just go through every game, man. So right now, the Chiefs, they have the number one seed in the bye. Yeah. So the Chiefs are going to play the lowest seed whoever's going to win next week's wildcard games on the AFC side. So we'll just go through the different, um, the three games, man, and we'll just spit by our opinion for a couple minutes, and then we'll just move through and see who could play against the Chiefs. So the first game, uh, Indianapolis versus Buffalo. So Indianapolis is number seven, Buffalo is number two. What are your thoughts on that game? I got to tell you something, man. I am really impressed with what Buffalo's done this year. I don't know that I can't 100% say that Josh Allen's ready for the playoffs. If I had to make my pick on this one, I'm going to go with Buffalo mm-hmm. because because Rivers usually falls on his butt. Um, when, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's it's I'm going to pick them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Indy didn't pull it out just because mm. this is really Josh Allen's debut of his real, you know, finally getting into a season that he's done extremely well. Uh, 
that's you know really that's all i can come up with on that one i, I mean, hear you man you know so but yeah we'll just we'll see how that one turns out but i i'm gonna have to go at buffalo right now just because they've been they've been red hot for the last four or five weeks so okay um, well this one i'm gonna pick the upset i think indianapolis might be able to be buffalo yeah. Some just tells me Phil Rivers may not go down without a fight. He might not. Um, he may throw interception, but I have a feeling Phil Rivers and the Colts might be able to pull something out. Um, I mean, they got a really good team. They have a good defense, good offensive line. I mean, Buffalo's kind of been struggling on defense, to be honest. So we'll see, man. That game is going to be very interesting. It is. So if the Indianapolis Colts win that game, they're the seventh seed. If they beat the two-seed Buffalo, then they will play the Chiefs. So that'd be an interesting game because we remember Mahomes played Andrew Luck in his first playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium. And we know what happened. The Chiefs won and then Luck retired a few months later. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game. So that was the first game. So next game is number six Cleveland versus the number three Pittsburgh Steelers. What are your thoughts on that one? I got to tell you something, man. I have been, I have said, I mean, I said it the first show of the season, you know, well, actually during preseason that I thought Pittsburgh was going to come out and go to the playoffs. I did. I thought they were going to come out with a chip on their shoulder, which they did. But they did turn out to be um, how should I say this? Kind of a fraud team to a degree. I got a feeling Cleveland's going to beat them. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. So you think, you? oh wow. So you're thinking Baker Mayfield might be able to lead down the field at Heinz Field and pull up the upset. Yeah, I do. Hmm. I, I got a feeling they might just pull it off. Um, Pittsburgh has not shown me over the last four weeks that they are who they were the first 11 games of the season simply because they played no one and it was a cupcake schedule for them. Um, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but I got a feeling Cleveland can upset them. Well, hey, man, I agree with what you're saying, but I just have a feeling I know Baker Mayfield and them were able to pull off the upset. But I have a feeling that the Steelers just might be able to just pull out and just win. Nice. I know Cleveland's coming off a big burst of energy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because Cleveland's able to beat their backups today by two. So, I mean, anything, I mean, Pittsburgh's backups today by two, but anything is possible. Yeah. So, if that game, if, so if the, if the Cleveland ends up winning that game, and let's say Buffalo ends up beating the Colts, then the Chiefs would play Cleveland. And we only think the Chiefs can beat Cleveland. So, yeah, moving I, on yeah. to the next game, number five. Versus number four Tennessee. This is going to be a rematch of last year's divisional playoff uh, round game. What are your thoughts? I will say this: Tennessee is a good team. They're not a great team. Baltimore is a good team, but not a great team. The difference is all going to be with Lamar Jackson, and I think Baltimore is going to pull that game out this year. Okay. So, so no drop passes or anything you're saying? All right. No, I think he's going to actually, I think he's learned a little bit over the last, and he's actually come on pretty strong over the last few weeks. And I think he's learned from his mistakes. I don't think he's going to falter um, to the Titans. I just don't. And I think their defense can hold Derrick Henry. So, eh, that's just my opinion. What's your thoughts? Uh, oh, yeah, man, um, I honestly think that, this game is going to be deciding on just a running game, a running battle. Yeah. I would not, like you said, it's probably in the hands of Lamar Jackson. Man, I just wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee just pulls out again. I mean, yeah, the Baltimore defense is good, but can they stop King Henry, though? He's been running all over through defenses all year long. Just rushed for 2,000 yards. I don't see him stopping. The only team who was able to actually stop him in the season was the Chiefs. And that's because we had the defense to plug up the holes at line of scrimmage, take him down, and then phase him out of the game after scoring two and three touchdowns so that's what i think there so yeah well we'll have to see what happens there if, if anybody can you know learn from their mistakes is their head coach oh, i mean yeah. he, you know he you know baltimore learns from their mistakes and to a degree um i think if he's smart he will shut that running game down at tennessee's because what with tennessee what they do is it, it, I've no, I noticed it when we played them. You know, we gave we gave up 69 yards on the ground to Henry. Um, we shut him down after about what first second quarter, and then they had to rely on the arm and the pass game, and then they never went back to that running game. And it seems like that's kind of been their mo since well for the last two years. So 
I got a weird feeling if, if, if they can actually shut them down, shut down their running game and leave it up to the pass game. I don't know if, you know, Vrabel's pretty bad about going backwards. And once he changes in the, you know, whether it be halftime or whatever the case is, if he sees that Henry's not getting the yards he should be, or they're plugging the holes or whatever it is, he's going to, he's, he's got one, like a one track mind when it comes to things and he doesn't realize how to balance things out. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I see, unless he's learned something new that I haven't seen from him really yet. And it took him, you know, until now to clinch a playoff berth. So it, it you know, I don't know, man. Um, uh, we'll just see. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. But I got a feeling that maybe Baltimore will be able to pull that one out. I yeah, mean, man. I mean, honestly, this game could ride or die. Like you said, Lamar Jackson. I could say Derrick Henry too. But either way, it's gonna be a great game. So looking at these, looking at these teams, which team do you think that she's going to playing? Uh, well, they got to play two. So. Oh, sorry. Who do you think they're gonna play in the divisional round? My bad. I mean. I... Yeah, it's kind of, that's a tough one. Because we got to see, we got, I mean, it could be Buffalo. I mean, if, you know, it really could be, I don't know, I guess it could well, be we Buffalo. Would play the lowest no, we play the lowest. So he, yeah. God, who the hell could we, man, that's a tough one. Yeah, the way I'm looking, I mean, the first game is Indianapolis, Buffalo, Indianapolis, the seven seed, Buffalo's a two seed. The next game is Cleveland's a six seed, Pittsburgh's a three yeah. seed, Baltimore's a five seed, Tennessee's Might a four seed. Might end up playing Cleveland. This, it's possible. I honestly think it could possibly be Baltimore too. Yeah. I think uh, Baltimore might be the uh, lowest, just the way it's looking. So and honestly, anything could happen. But I think Baltimore could be the potential team. But I wouldn't be surprised if it were the Browns or even the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen in the NFL so far. So, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of these comments that have come through. Mm-hmm. You know about. Uh, the playoffs and different things like that and how Josh Allen, you know, is, you know, one of the things, like I said, Bill Cowher said that he would pick um, Allen over Mahomes. I don't know why. Um, I don't know what he, one guy said, well, one person said, well, I don't think he likes the Chiefs very much. And he doesn't. Um, he never really has. Didn't he, he was coach for the Chiefs? Yeah, back in the day. And he wasn't happy just like every other coach that was here hmm. at that time. When you had to coach for, when you were when your GM was Carl Peterson, you usually weren't pretty. You know, you weren't very happy yeah. during that time period. Makes sense. Um, but you know, looking at the playoffs as it stands right now in the AFC, I mean, it's all locked up. So it's it is what it is. This is the playoff picture. It's finished. It's done. It is what it is. But going to look or looking at the teams that are in the playoffs right now, I think the weakest. You know, when you look at the weakest teams out there in the playoffs right now, what is your opinion of the weakest teams in the playoffs right now? The weakest team in the AFC is the Cleveland Browns. Unless okay. they can somehow pull off, pull off a miracle against the Browns, they're the weakest team, if we're being honest. Yeah. Maybe they can beat Big Ben in the Steelers, but the way I'm seeing, they're probably going to lose and lose. Don't, don't get me wrong. Baker Mayfield and them have some weapons. I just don't know how it's going to be going to the future, just the way everything we've seen and how everything has been going on so far. Yeah, and I got a weird feeling it's going to be – I think Pittsburgh is the weakest team in, in, in mm. the playoffs right now. Um, okay. I just do. I just – I think, in my opinion, they've been kind of – you know, they've been riding on – they rode on a very, very cupcake schedule, and then when it got down to it, you know, it really – it showed what their character was and – what they actually had. I mean, they have Mason Rudolph in today. Now I'm going to say this, the kid played lights out. I got to give him that. I watched part of that game and he played very well, but he's not going to be playing in the playoffs. Oh and, no, it's big Ben time. Yeah. And I got to tell you, um, I don't see that much out of Ben that impresses me right now. I just don't. Um, they could be a totally different team in the playoffs. I don't know yet. But as it stands right now, Connor's had an off year. He's not played very well at all. Um, Ben's not had the greatest year, in my opinion. He just got a great schedule at the beginning of the season. And going towards the end of the season, those three losses that he had, and then almost a fourth loss. I mean, they were down four, 24 to nothing there for a little bit. They, they, you know, Teams tend to back off for some reason. I don't know why they do that. We do it too. You let your foot off that gas, and that's what happens. Teams come back on you. Yeah, you know, so I don't know that 
I still, in my opinion, think Pittsburgh's the the weaker of the of the two out of Cle- in, in my opinion, they they have Cleveland has a lot better players on their team than they Pittsburgh have more has. heart. Yeah, they have more and, heart. I think I do too. I mean, I agree. Um, am I going to say Baker's better than Ben? No, I'm not. Right now, Baker's playing the best football he's played in his career, which to me, his numbers aren't you know off the charts, but they're better than they've been the last two seasons. So I don't know that, but Ben, again, his numbers are okay, but they're not pre-injury Ben. I'll put it that way. Oh, so, yeah, he's a shell of himself. This is probably, like you said, his last season, for being yeah, honest. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I, I 100% believe this is his last year, and I think he's going to try really hard to get you know, to the ASU championship game. I don't know if he will, but he's going to try. I mean, you know, because I, I do believe it is his last season. I don't think he's coming back after this year. Win or lose, I don't think he's coming back, mm-hmm. which would be a smart thing. If, look, if you can go into the playoffs with the record that he has, it's going to end up, where'd they end up? They're uh, 13 and 3. 13 and 3. You go into the playoffs, say you win, say they do beat the Browns and they win one game. Wait, no, sorry, I think 12 and 4. Wait a minute. No. Did they lose today? Yeah, they lost. The Steelers lost today. Oh, then they're twelve and four. Yeah, they're twelve. My bad, man. Yeah, twelve and okay, four. Okay, so you go into the playoffs twelve and four, a winning record after being injured for a year, and I think they only won four games last year, if I'm not mistaken, four or five. I don't remember how many. It was a really bad season for them. Oh, they're eight somehow. They, they won eight. Yeah, yes, they went eight, that's right. Eight, eight and eight. That's right. Yeah. So to come back and play as well as they did, regardless of their schedule, he's going to come in and try. I don't know that he's going to succeed. He may win one playoff game. He may beat the Browns. I don't know. I got a feeling the Browns may come out and just somehow beat him. But if he does win one and then he goes out and doesn't get to the Super Bowl, which I can almost guarantee he's not. I mean, I'll put money on that one that he's not going to make it. But he's going out still on top. He's not going to go out as a complete and utter failure like some quarterbacks are going to end up doing if they continue with their careers longer than this year. I hear you, man. I agree. You know, so, so you got to be smart about it. You got to think about how do you want your career to end? You don't want it to end on a bad note. You want it to end on a decent note or a good note. You know, if you go out a winner, you get into the playoffs, you're a winner. You may not have won the ring, but you're a winner. So it's time to just say, okay, it's, let's just step back and I'm done. Let's just hand it over. I'm finished, and leave it at that. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I, I agree, man. I agree. So, what is the um, what team do you think is probably the most threat to the Chiefs? If I had to say any team right now, probably Buffalo. Buffalo, okay. I yeah. would say that too. I know I've been getting a lot of national media hype saying they're the best team they ever see, but the Chiefs beat them by eleven. No, I think eleven. Or nine or ten at their home turf, but somehow they're the better team. But that's a conversation for their day. I have a confidence that the Chiefs can beat them because we beat them in a rain game and ran the ball all over them. I think I know you remember that game, man. And that just yeah, showed yeah. me like, hey, we can turn it on when we need to be. I mean, the Buffalo's defense is honestly pretty weak. They're not yeah. the best. They're, they're struggled not. a lot. They're not, and they don't know how to handle a an offense like ours. Um, yeah. They, it, it's 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 very difficult to to play against our offense, especially when it comes to Mahomes. I mean, everybody sees what he does. If if he's down, he's going to come back on you. You can't give him you can't give him time. You can't give him anything because he's going to exploit you. And he's exploited almost every defense he's played. Yeah, we've had some nail biters, and we've had some close games, but that's not on Mahomes. Well, one may have, may have been close to being on Mahomes. I still don't think he was 100% in that game, that Atlanta Falcons game. Um, but I think that when it all is all said and done, the Chiefs are a very difficult team to beat when everybody's out there and ready to go. And even if they're not, he still finds a way to win. I mean, you've seen, you know, we, we've had a decimated offensive line and won 15 games or 14 games. So you know how hard it is to win 14 games in the NFL? It's, it's very easy. difficult. Yeah. It's very we, difficult. Yeah, I think we we're the seventh seven team. No level notch competition this year. Yeah. We played so, some top level competition this year and went 14 and 2. 
Yeah. In those two games we lost, well, you technically won, but those two games we lost were against division opponents. One was during the beginning of the season, one was during basically a preseason game. That didn't matter at all. Exactly. So, you know, I, I it, it, we're going to have to, the, the one thing that I do see that is going to have to be addressed quickly, and I'm sure they will because Andy's, Andy's great at it, and so is Beach for that matter, they are going to have to fix this offensive line. Um, Mahomes is going to have to have some protection. And, you know, with the with Fisher being back, that does help. Um, he isn't a hundred percent yet, but he's playing better than what we had. I mean, I'll just get I'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the offensive line has been shuffled a lot this year, man. Now we just we lost our center again, and we're back to you know <laughs> another shuffle. So. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see what we do, man. I think I have faith in Andy and them rolling to the playoffs. I think we will be okay and everything will oh, end up working so. out for us better in the so. end. So, I, I mean, so. the, some of the players we had today actually, sorry, yeah, like you said, yeah. And some of the players we had today actually played pretty well. So, we'll see where everything goes. I mean, you got two weeks to prepare for our potential opponent. Yeah, man, it's just be an interesting time. But you ready to move on to these questions? Yep, from I'm the ready game? when you are. Yep. Right. All right, I'll, I'll go do the first one real quick then. So the all first right. one is from Josh Miller. He says, "I'm curious what you all think the O line will be start will be to start the playoffs. My hope is Fish, Wiz, Kilgore, Rackin. I know it's a stretch and Rimmers. So what do you think, man? What do you think how the O line is going to look like in the playoffs? Well, I mean, I think I like his picks. I mean, I I think Kilgore is huge. I think Rankins is huge. Fish, of course, is huge." Wazinski, I mean, he's proven that he's made, he's already made a difference. That would be mm-hmm. a great, you know, really what he said is, yeah, it'd be great to have. Um, I don't, I mean, I, it's kind of hard to say at this point what they're going to end up doing as far as, you know, who the starting offensive linemen are going to be during this game. You know, there's a couple that are going to be almost guarantees, which I think is going to be fish, of course. And then Wiz will be in there for a hundred percent. Um, Rimmers, I don't know. I mean, I don't I know about I think Algaretti. And Al, yeah, I think, think Algaretti. He'll be in there. I think so, too. I think Algaretti is more of a... more. Of, I think he's he's got more energy. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's you know, he's... Man, I tell you what, that first game he came out and he just played lights out, you know, when he oh, was he in. Oh, he did. You know, so... I, you know, I would like to see Algaretti. I mean, I would, I'd love to see Algaretti in that, in that spot. So, I think that's probably where it's going to end up being. So... Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Yep. So, um, next question we had was about, let's see, who's this from? Um, sorry, I don't know why I missed this when I lost it. It's the one with about Mitchell Swartz. I'm just trying to figure out who it was that asked. Um, oh, I, see. I can say if you want. Yeah, well, it's Scott Mullins. Yeah. Or Mallon. Yeah, Scott Mallon. Uh, will Mitchell Swartz be activated? Probably not. Um, it doesn't look like, from what I'm hearing, he's not. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to make it back through the playoffs. So I wouldn't put too much faith into him coming back next year. Yeah, I agree. I think the issue is those back injuries are very, very hard, especially for a lineman who's blocking and in like a skill position a lot. Well, I know certain position all the time it's just yeah. not good for his back like back injuries we saw what it's doing honestly to d ford right now it's not good to have it at all no. so he may not like you said jp just said he may not even be back here next year which would be which just suck but i can understand why because you don't want to play around with those things they can really mess up your life if you play your back out i mean exactly. you're trying to walk around a cane for a drive it's not worth it sometimes yeah so he was at the game today there. oh yeah he him and at- ldt were there yeah him and ldt both were at mm-hmm. the game today so which was nice to see LDT show up and, you know, support his team. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll come back if we can get this COVID under control this, you know, in the next few months. I'm sure he'll come back and play, um, which would be a huge, huge impact going mm-hmm. into next season. I mean, he's really honestly, in my opinion, probably the biggest puzzle piece we're missing on that on that line is him. I'm sorry, but it just is. You can see the difference from last year to this year so mm-hmm. no, yeah. i agree with you man yep so um but i don't i wouldn't expect mitchell Swartz to be back man i just don't see it happening 
No, you're right. I agree with you. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. But I have a question for you, JP. This is yeah. a bonus question. I know you will be able to answer this. As we know, um, as we know, DT uh, was his birthday recently. And I'll just say, man, do you have a maybe one of your favorite stories you want to share with the fans? Because I know he was one of your best friends you've ever had. And yeah. I know he's one of your favorite player, man. Do you have a story you might want to share for the fans? Because I know this show is going to be a little shorter this week. But DT, everyone knows Derek Thomas, number 58, one of the franchise's best defensive players we ever had was one of our uh, great, my great friend JP's uh, friend, and he's yeah. a great player. I mean, JP, I mean JP watched him have the seven sack game. I mean, he yeah. had so many great moments. So I just want to dedicate some of this time so JP can uh, give him a shout out for everything. Well, I tell you, man, you know we had a lot of fun together over the years, and he was such a funny guy. I mean, he was he was the guy that uh, no matter what would put you in a good mood. He was just, he was funny. Everything he did, he just cracked me up. We used to go to Dixon's Chili all the time and eat. You know, him and I, he, he loved that place. I wasn't like a big, huge fan of it, but I mean, I went because I just, it was, you know, he wanted to go, so I would go with him. And I'll never forget it. We were eating and we looked over and Carl Peterson was sitting there. And he was sitting with, a scout that we had back in the day, the guy, he looked like he was 105 years old, but um, <laughs> I don't remember his name now. I mean, it's been so long, but Peterson's sitting there and he's in this $5,000 suit. And, you know, back then five grand for a suit was a lot of money. And, you know, he's eating chili Mac and Derek looked at me and he goes, that's just sick. And I said, huh? And I look over and Peterson's wiping his mouth on his tie. He's wiping his mouth on his sleeve. He's just, a pig. I mean, he's just eating like a pig. <laughs> and Derek was like, he said, man, I hope to God he doesn't see us. And he was, you know, Dixon's was kind of small inside. So, you know, we were probably, I don't know, five, six tables away from him. And Derek was scooting his table over, kind of trying to put his back to him so he couldn't see him. And the problem was Derek, <laughs> Derek had his jersey on and then also had his jacket hanging there, you know, on the seat that basically said it was Derek Thomas all over it. And of course, you know, somebody had to say hey what are you guys doing here and you know you know my uh my uh meetings and problems with carl peterson so i, mm -hmm. I don't need to yeah. get into that but i didn't say yeah, a whole man. lot to him you know and derek was like hey hey how you doing you know and he just kind of turned his head and he said damn it and i went what and he goes why the <laughs> heck you have to see us and i said man i your jacket dude you're you're wearing 58 on your shirt your jacket's right there i mean you're you're not a hard i mean anybody that off the street would know who you are mm -hmm. and then you're worried about the gm of the team noticing you it's going to notice you it just says what it is mm -hmm. so he goes have you ever seen anybody eat like that and i said yeah i said i have and i said but they weren't human and derek said yeah he said i feel like i'm in a friggin' pig trough have you ever seen anything like that and i said you know what man it, it, it's hard to eat and watch it so just don't look because it was disgusting. I got to yeah, tell you, food was just running down the side of his mouth. Cold. Yeah, that's not good. Before you told me him wiping his oh, dude, suit it was jacket so and everything, nasty, that does not bro. sound healthy at all. <laughs> oh, it was gross, man. It was so nasty. And, you know, we, we, uh, we just, we spent a lot of time together, whether it was his house or my house or, cause we lived really close to, you know, to each other. And, and it was so funny when we met for the first time ever, we didn't know we lived next, basically four doors from each other. We had no clue. And, he asked me where I lived and I told him, he goes, what's your address? And I told him and he said, bro, you live like next door to me. I said, no way. And then it dawned on me and I said, wait a minute, I am an idiot. And he goes, what? And I said, you put 58 on your roof every year. And he goes, yeah, I do. During Christmas, Derek would put his number on his roof in Christmas lights. That's what he had up on his roof. And you could see it. I mean, it was like so big, you know, you could see mm -hmm. it. And I said, honestly, man, I thought it was just some crazed out fan. And he goes, no, it's me. I'm a crazed out fan. And I said, what? And he goes, I'm a fan of myself. Don't, don't, uh, don't deny it. I'm a fan of myself. He goes, I love me. And I said, well, you know what? That's the best thing I've heard in a long time. And we sat there and talked for a long time in that locker room. And I got to tell you, for everybody out there that doesn't, you know, know, um, between him and JJ Burden, those two guys saved my life. And I think, and I mean that, and the literal sense he they saved my life so all the time that i got to spend with him it it not only changed me as a person 
mentally it changed me physically as well and it made me a better person because he said he was such a great person i mean you know there was a lot of stories that went around about him about different things and all this crap that you know with his kids and everything but he was like the best father to his kids dude i mean he really was he was like my brother and i mean it it was the hardest it's still to this day you've seen i mean like hell the first was like another horrible day for me because Mm -hmm. I screwed up and I'll take the blame for it. I mean, he told me not to come down, but I, I didn't. And I, I, I I was supposed to go down and see him that day that he passed away. Mm -hmm. And he kept telling me that he was going to walk again, that he was going to play again. And you know, what am I going to tell the guy? No, you're not. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm, you know, I was going to pump him up like anybody else would have. And I said, I believe you, man, if anybody can do it, it can be you. Well, he had gotten up and did physical therapy, which nobody thought he was ever going to be able to do. Wow. And yeah, it was insane. And it wasn't even like 10 days, you know? And so I, I was supposed to go down and I told him, I said, I got a lot going on, but I'm going to come down anyway. And he goes, man, I'm fine. And it was eight 30 in the morning. I'll never forget eight 32 actually my time. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, dude, I'm good. I'm going to do physical therapy. He said, come down tomorrow. I said, are you sure? He goes, yeah, man, come down tomorrow. It's no big deal. Well, he died two hours later. Oh, so yeah hmm. yeah and it just it, you know the guilt has followed me for 20 years it really has and every year i think about it you know and it's like i could have been there i could have easily dropped whatever i was doing to go and he was adamant about me staying and doing what i was doing because i had you know business that i was dealing with and other things that i was you know going on and he said just deal with what you have to deal with and come down later i'm fine and mm-hmm. it just you know it happened but i gotta tell you man you know the luck of having, I was the most blessed person to be able to hang around with him as long as I did and do the things that, you know, cause I wasn't a football player, you know I mean? I, I was a washed up baseball player and, uh, never really got that far with it. But if it wasn't for him and JJ, to be honest, I wouldn't be here. And JJ knows it. I mean, he, we talked about it on the podcast with you, you know I mean? He, he those guys saved me. And, you know, I didn't know where I was going to go after I couldn't play ball anymore. I had no clue. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I mean, they talked me off the ledge a couple times. But Derek and JJ, mm-hmm. too, that really helped me a lot over the years. And um, I, I'm i in, like, forever in debt to both of those guys. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's why I wanted to share what you had to say, man, because I know he's one of, your good, one of your great greatest friends you ever had. And I know that he like, was going to share, especially – after yeah. his anniversary, so thank well, you, man. I, appreciate I really that, do man. appreciate that because I know well, the fans will love it. to hear it. Yeah, man. No, yeah, no problem, man. I mean, yeah. like you helped me through the connection to build you, but it helped a lot, out a lot, man. Yeah. But before we go, guys, looking at this game, and I know we are not watching the football team fans, but we are tonight, right, JP? We are. You know, it, JP. If the Washington football team wins tonight, Alex Smith is taking his team to playoffs. Do you think that's possible? I do. I do believe it's possible. I think that it's something that he wants to do. I think he needs, he's got a lot to prove um, in his own, not to anyone, but himself. And the one thing about Alex is, is that he doesn't really care what anyone else thinks about him. He cares about what he thinks about him and what his family thinks about him. And he's extremely competitive. And, you know, think about two years ago. I mean, think about what happened to him. And how he was able to go through what he went through and be able to come back and play and play effectively. And he's not taking any, it's not like he's slowed down. I mean, the first game, yeah, he looked a little bit rusty, but then he still plays with the same intensity that he played with that last season in 2017 with us. He's got that same intensity, that same mindset. And the will to win. And I, you know what, man? It, I got to tell you, um, I would love to see him get into the playoffs. I, that would make my the beginning of my year to see him get into the playoffs. It really would. Out of everything that's, you know, the 2021 is here, thank God. I hope everybody had a great new year. But that would be like a gift from for me to see him make it to the playoffs. I would love to see well, him. Well, Keenan would be cheering for him. Because oh, yeah, if man. they win this game... They go against Tom Brady. And I think, and I'm telling you this, dude, 
that Washington football's team pass rush is pretty good. I think they could get to Brady. Oh, I, think I so honestly too. think they can and yep. make some noise. I believe you. I mean, I 100% agree with you. That, um, I, you know, a lot has been made about Brady and, and his, you know, being 43 and 40 touchdowns and all that stuff. That's all great, but he's still a 43 year old quarterback that has gotten, you know, He's not the same guy he was five years ago. He's not the same guy he was three years ago. And mm-hmm. that team is not really set up to win win at all. It They're feels just like not. he was just stat padding, honestly, this game. To yeah. me, it just felt like they were stat padding. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, 100%. Okay, 43 touchdowns for your 40, 43 years of old age. I mean, okay, yeah, that's great. But you don't have, if you were the greatest, you would have got the first round by. I mean, exactly. you would have not got your butt handed to you by the Saints twice. Yep. You will not let the Bears make you look bad. I mean, seriously, they're looking for a potential upset, and I think the Washington football team might be able to do it. I think so, too. I honestly believe that. Yep, I believe it, too. And I think that, um, you know, if, you know, I, I don't see them but more than a one-and-done in the playoffs as far as the Bucks are concerned. Um, but I think Washington has the will right now to get into the playoffs, and that's the biggest thing for them is getting into the playoffs. I want to see it for Smith, and I want to see it for Ron Rivera. Um, they both deserve it. They, I mean, they both fought through two horrible things to get where they're at. And, it, you know, it would be fantastic to see that happen. And I would love to see them take the Bucks down. That would be fantastic. I mean, it's like freaking make my ear. But um, I think it can happen, man. I think it can. Let's all put the, uh, the mojo out there in the world to get this to happen, the good juju. And get this uh, Washington team in the playoffs because it would. Lo- I would love to see them make it. We might have got a couple extra you, questions man. here, really quick, man. Let me check really quick. Going to fall through, yeah. I know people probably been throwing stuff in. They send them to us sometimes games. after the fact. Is what's funny. Oh, you're good, them. man. Hey, yeah. that's all we're getting. Well, people love hearing we got to say, so let's go and spit them out. How many do we got left? Or oh, we got one saying? in the. Um, it's funny. They always ask me the same thing. Uh, why did we? Why did we play our backups today? Um, I, I, I'm gonna, okay, so I'm trying to not, um, <laughs> trying to be normal about it. Uh, it. It was a meaningless game. There's no reason to have our starters hurt. None whatsoever. No, I mean, our guys, we need who we have left to be able to be healthy when the playoffs come. You got Sammy that's injured a little bit, you got Tyreek that's got a little bit of a strain. You got, you know, a few guys out there that need to rest and come back and be able to play. And why take the risk of getting Mahomes hurt, getting anyone else injured for a meaningless game? It just is what it is. One oh, and then one other DM I got. And what do you think about that, man? Yeah, man. I mean, we have to play our backups. This is the time to see what they can do. You don't want to have them possibly get hurt. And then there, there goes your playoffs. I mean, we want to go into the playoffs healthy. Let's yeah. see what the young guys can do. Let's see what yeah. the positions, positions they work best in. Yeah. And then also we got, um, why was Hardman still returning balls? Um, I think we already went over that a little bit, but, you know, they're, they're trying to acclimate him in to both phases, kind of like how they did Tyreek. I understand why they've got him back there. Um, he's had a couple of fumbles this year. I think one was not on a punt return, and then this one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he tries his hardest to get as far as he can get when he gets that ball in his hands. He just does. This time, when I looked back at the play, it looked like he kind of took his eye off the ball and just mm-hmm. muffed it. I mean, it just, you know, he just kind of just muffed the ball. I don't know what any other way of saying it. But he he's going to be a detrimental piece to this offense going forward. And that's what people have to understand. Somebody made the comment, and I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody made a comment about a week ago, maybe a little less, larger outlet out on Twitter, th- calling out Sammy Watkins and basically said, if Sammy walks this year, which was, number one, an ignorant way of saying it, but in my opinion, but if he walks this year, 
then we've got this guy, this guy, and this guy. Okay, number one, if Sammy decides to leave, which I don't think he's going to go to another team, if he does anything, he's going to retire. That's from basically the horse's mouth. So if he decides that he's not going to play any longer this year, you've got Hardman that really needs to step up and have that playtime to be able to fill those shoes. Because it's hard to fill Sammy's shoes. People could say what they want about him, but when he's healthy, he's a top five wide receiver in this league, if not better. Easily. Easily. So you've got to have guys that are going to be able to step up and fill those shoes, which are not easy shoes to fill. I'm sorry, but they're not. Sammy can be injured for five straight, six straight weeks and come out, and he is a difference maker on that field. And even if he's not catching a ball, you know, or he's not targeted as much, he's drawing attention away from everybody else on that field because he's dangerous. He's a dangerous player. And when you've got a guy like him that you have to worry about, and then you got to worry about Tyreek, Sammy, McColl, anybody else that's out on that field at that time, I mean, uh, sorry, Kelsey, you're, it's a dangerous position to be in for a defense, no matter who the defense is. As we've proven year in and year out since Mahomes has been here, he's shredded really good defenses. He has made them look like 31st-ranked defenses. So Sammy is one of those guys that you have to really respect, first of all, and hope that you can fill his shoes. Am I going to say McColl can do that next year? I don't know, man. But he needs all the playtime he can get if they want him to. It's that simple. I think Pringle should be doing punt returns right now. I just do. He's proven himself in that position. He's good at it. Am I wrong? I mean, what's your opinion? I think I see why they're bringing Hardman, and I understand. It just, he has a long way to go. And if he were to make a mistake, this is a game to do it. As much as it would suck, I understand. But he can always, well, he's going he's gonna to learn from this. And when he learns from this, he's going to make it, him a better player. So I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the future. Um, yeah. Hardman will make those catches we need in the playoffs. I feel like he is going to be able to help bring this team to another level when you have another chess piece out there. Like you said, it's Watkins. Gift may be able to free up. Maybe they'll be able to team Watkins and then Harmon will be out there. So, man, honestly, anything is possible. But yeah, yeah I think maybe Pringle, they might want to ease him in there too. Um, I know they see a lot of Tyreek in Harmon, so I wouldn't be surprised. But regardless of what happens, I think that any reading them will make the right decision going forward. I would not be surprised that they keep um, McColl back here, back there. The only time I see Tyreek Hill returning punts is whenever, uh, sorry, the only time I see Tyreek Hill returning punts is if it's in a situation where he needs some juice, like last year's playoffs, which didn't really go well because he fumbled, but you know what? He came back and showed up in the Super Bowl, any of the playoffs. So we will see when it happens, but I trust the coaching staff and I know they'll make the right decision moving forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's like, to, you know, somebody said, why did they have Henny in there besides Matt Moore? There's a reason why, because they wanted to see if, if Henny could do what they assumed he could. They know now that he cannot. Now, his numbers, to be honest with you, weren't that bad. I mean, I don't know. What do you have? 260 something yards? Yeah. I don't, 260 yards. Yeah. So that's not horrible for a bunch of backup guys and a guy who hasn't been on a football field since 2014. So, but Matt Moore should have been, you know, if you wanted to come out and have a statement game, which it wouldn't have made any difference anyway, they knew, they knew that Moore was a better quarterback. And if, if you think that that coaching staff didn't know that, you're crazy. They knew exactly what they have, but they also know that they have to find out what these other guys can do in game situations. They already know what Matt Moore can do. Okay. He's done it. He did it. So now it's, okay, let's see what Henny can do. We found out. We also found out what Thompson can do. He had a hell of a game. Okay? I don't know, his average was, his average was crazy. For his per average carry was insane. So he didn't fumble a ball, which that's, you know, that was one of the things that he had a couple fumbles and, you know, during, I think it was, was there one, was it two last year? And one, yeah, two last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And... 
that was the big thing against Thompson was that he fumbles the ball a lot. He doesn't have a lot of play time. Fumbled okay? the ball. He only fumbled the ball once this year, and we fumbled. He hasn't really gotten the time to get. At, well, I don't, he hasn't exactly. got the playing time. Exactly. I mean, sad he part hasn't really is fumbled a lot. No, but the sad part is, is that if they bring Bell back, which I don't know if they will or won't right now, if they bring him back, somebody has to leave. Okay, it just is what it is. Somebody's got to go. So. If it ends up being Bell that's, you know, re-signed on our roster, then I got a weird feeling it might be Thompson that goes because Daryl Williams is you've seen what he could do. If Damian comes back, then you got Daryl, Damian, and Bell. Okay. And then what's that new kid we got? Um what's that other running back we got? That kid uh the running back? Yeah, I can't think um, of his name right. Um, Elijah McGuire, but he didn't get no playing time. Pretty sure he's on no, the he practice squad. Yeah, he's on the practice squad. I, I couldn't think Who of his name right now. No, it was him. It was him. No, it was him. It was okay. McGuire. You know, he's also sitting back there in the waiting. Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of times these guys go on the practice squad because you're so stacked that you have to make a decision on who <laughs> you could put on that 53 or hopefully you know maybe it'll be a 55 man roster next year but yeah. you got to figure out who you're going to be on you know who, who who you can keep and who you can and delegate into that practice squad you know i saw Dieter out there today and um or jared um derek jeter and he he seemed like he was having fun you know with a few times that he was you know was thrown to he seemed like he was having a blast if that would have been Mahomes out there throwing the ball to him, I believe he would have got a touchdown. What's your mm. opinion? So you're saying if Mahomes out there and threw the ball to who? To uh, uh, Derek Jeter. Oh, I think it possibly would have. I know Mahomes been looking for him. I know Jeter played pretty good, a pretty good game. I don't see him playing in the playoffs unless we're just blowing out teams. But it'd be nice to see him maybe catch a touchdown in the playoffs. Oh man, that'd I be mean, awesome to play- see that happen for him. I know people say, oh, he's not that good. Like, he's, he actually can play. Can. I mean, just give him some time. I mean, he's on this team for a reason. I don't know how it's going to be, but he's probably going to start maybe next year. They might try to move him in there. I mean, anything is possible. As we noticed, he's been promoted instead of Jody Fordston. And, Which I was kind uh, of surprised of a little mm-hmm. bit. Jody's good. I mean, I still got a lot There's, of a lot of confidence in that kid. I think he's going to be a star. And like Spag said, shit, he put him on defense. He said he's that good that he would, you know, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if he couldn't play defense. He said, I've thought about putting him out there a couple of times just to see what he can do. And I wouldn't doubt that he hasn't tried him out on a defensive stance in some capacity. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, hey, well, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And I, that'd be nice if that guy to know our wide receiver room depth and talent is there and it can help it's going to help our team in the future once we have like maybe robinson leaves or sammy walker's leaves or possibly retires i mean we have depth there now we may drop back from a receiver point some but we're still gonna have some weapons there so i'm not worried that's the whole thing i mean that's the that's what everybody has to understand is that if we do end up losing a receiver whether it be retirement or whatever the case may be the greatest part about our football team right now is is that we have players that are dying to play for us and then we'll stick around that probably have turned down contracts to go play somewhere else to stick around and play for the Chiefs. So everybody that's flipping out about Sammy and making rude comments and all the other things that go on during this, you know, this season, it's always amazing to me, you know, I guess we've gotten maybe some of these Chiefs fans have gotten spoiled, but they look at like the Raiders game and then they look at the game today and it's like you put so much emphasis on certain things, but you don't look at what the real picture is. And right now we are stacked in all phases of the game. We are actually stacked. The only thing we're struggling with right now is offensive line. Everybody else is doing their job. It is what it is. You know, people slam Frank Clark all year long, but he did his job and watch what he does in the playoffs. Watch what he does in the playoffs. You're going to see a totally different Frank Clark come this in two weeks than you saw five weeks ago. And he was still doing his job five weeks ago just because he didn't have 15 sacks doesn't mean he wasn't doing his job. It's that simple. People don't go his direction for a reason because he's a scary son of a bitch. And he will take you down if you go his way. 
It's that simple. Frank Clark is a bad man. He's going to make those haters pay in the playoffs. Yeah. He and, you turns know, up another level, another he notch. Does. He does. He smells blood in the water and he's going to attack. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, and that goes for pretty much every starter we have. Everybody that's on our team is a different player in the playoffs. What everyone out there has to realize is that we played this entire season with a decimated offensive line, a vanilla offense, and won 14 games. Our last 10 games, basically, until today. I think we were at 10 straight until today. We are a different football team than we've ever been in the past. So get rid of the past. Let the past go. Let everything that went on from 2017 all the way back to the last time we won a Super Bowl. And look at what we've got right now. Because we're stacked. And we're going to continue to just get better. That simple, man. That's all I got to say about that. And I agree with you, man. I agree with you. And we're looking in a good position for the future. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the playoffs because I know the Chiefs are going to bring everything they got in order to in order to repeat as champs. And they want to also run it back. So I'm not worried. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. So we got a giveaway coming up starting tomorrow. Is that correct? Yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. afternoon we'll be putting it out. We're going to be putting it out. There's a code word. The code word is what? Playoffs. Playoffs. Make sure to DM it to us. DM the code word to us to get an extra entry in the giveaway. The code word is playoffs. Yes. Do not post it publicly. If you post it on public Twitter, it'll actually eliminate you from the extra entry. Yeah. But um, DM it to either one of us, Chiefs Focus, or you can DM it to my account. It doesn't matter. Um just DM us the code words and that'll get you the extra entry into the giveaway. It's a pretty awesome giveaway and I think everybody will be happy with it. And then we have a couple more coming up after that, but this, this one's pretty cool. So, um, be ready for that because it's coming out. Remember code word playoffs. So what else you got, man? For I think up? that's everything, man. Uh, we covered about just about everything. Um, just want to say, just thank you guys for listening to our show this entire season. Yeah. I know JP and I ramped it up once it got to probably like week seven, week eight. We just ramped it up with like two, three shows a week. Honestly, guys, that is the plan for the future to continually put out two to three shows a week at the minimum. We're Correct. trying to get guests on every week, and we appreciate you guys listening to us. We try to bring you raw content unfiltered that you we know that you guys will like. We appreciate all your comments, your questions, everything you guys have asked us to do. And we appreciate everything. So thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. We're just we've got a lot of things in the works that are going to be um, rolling out towards the end of the season and into the off season. Some really cool stuff that we're putting together right now. We've been working on it all season long, and it just takes time to perfect what we want to do. And once it's perfected, then uh, you guys are going to, you know, reap the benefits of it. So just keep listening, keep following. Remember. At 30,000 followers, retweet it, you guys. Whoever listens to us, go out there, put it out there, follow Choose Focus, retweet, retweet. When we hit 30,000 followers, you guys are going to be astounded by the gift that you get. And um, that's the goal. We want everybody to be happy and we want to give you true, raw talent. I mean, raw uh, product out there and, and real info. I didn't want to put out on Twitter today. I think I had post, I, I told you um, about. Uh, Baker when it mm-hmm. happened from my source but mm-hmm. I didn't want to put it out there just in case because I wasn't you know at, for, at the time I wasn't 100% I was told to keep it to myself until it was 100% but I was told about what maybe five minutes after the game he broke his leg but I wasn't going to put that out there because I you know I didn't want to piss anybody off but um, and if it wasn't broken you know they were they were 90% sure it was but you know, without really seeing it, they didn't know for sure. So, um, it just is what it is. We do get information when the game is going, we get it after the game. Sometimes I get it during the week. There's times that we'll post it. There's times that we won't. Um, but know that we are going to give you every bit of the truth instead of 
what you we'll give you what the truth is instead of what you want to hear. I guess I'll put it that way. Sometimes it's hard to hear what you what you don't want to hear, but we're going to give it to you anyway because that's the truth of it. It is what it is. And that's what we base our our whole platform behind is just everything being 100% as much as we can be truthful with it. And if it's if it's if it's a sketchy situation, we're not going to put it out there until we know 100%. So, um, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you again, as Caleb said, for listening to us ramble on all summer or all season long. And we're going to have off season stuff. We're going to have stuff all the way through the playoffs. And then during the off season, we are going to break into some new things and we're going to continue our show all summer, um, all during the off season through OTAs. Hopefully we'll have a training camp this year. And if we do, um, trying to make some plans to do something for that and a lot more so thank you guys to be again. there we're not missing it this year we're no. not missing it no definitely not if it, if we have a training camp this year we are definitely going to be there so um if that's uh oh hey breaking news the jets officially parted with adam gase not surprising yeah which we knew not was coming surprised. i was kind of surprised they kept him as long as they did but yeah, they're trying to just ride out the sinking ship. But, I mean, that's what they got to do. But I heard they're going to either trade that number two overall pick or they're going to trade Sam Darnold. If I was the Colts, I would get Sam, Sam Darnold in a heartbeat if I were them. Oh, I, mean, I would Phil too. Rivers can take you so far, so. But, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, it, in my opinion, he should have um, been gone a while back. But not Philip Rivers, but I think Adam Gay should have been gone a long yeah. time ago. And, um, Rivers, you know, Rivers is Rivers. Okay, look. He's going to give you a ton of yards, four or five interceptions, and um, a few touchdowns. But he's not going to take you as far as you want to go. He just has never been that quarterback. Right now, Washington's winning 7 to nothing. by the way. Um, just so you know, Washington's okay. 7 to nothing. That's good. Yep. So, uh, anyway, just got an interception, too. Um, okay, guys. Uh, that's it. We, we try to throw this information out as we get it and we you know, our shows re- re- go on sometimes because we'll find something that we need to spit out there really quick before we end it but um, that's just how we do it guys so let's uh, let's enjoy the week hope you guys all had a great new year look forward to a better year everybody um, make it a better year for yourselves and uh, go out there and get it thanks again for listening guys peace out yeah thank you guys have a good night